Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives. Look back how it started, part one. The Browns are looking back at the past, commenting on their most memorable moments, the moments that led them here. The first clip is from season one, and it's of Cody explaining his plural family and introducing his wives to us. Robin is watching this scene, and she is fighting back tears with her Mr. Potato Head frown upside down on her face. And she says, that's the family she fell in love with. She says she fell in love with the family even way before she fell in love with Cody. I could also say that the sky was pink, but that doesn't make it so. Now, Janelle says every family has their drama, but Janelle felt like the kids were cohesive, they were a family unit, they grew up together as siblings. Mary likes these old memories, and she remembers when they were happy and they supported each other. Mary also feels that her hair is so much better now. Cody says they all look terrible. That's his comment. Of course, he's automatically negative. He looks at this first clip from the first season and he says, wow, we all look so terrible. He says they looked awful back then. Cody says back then they were naive. Cody explains that he married Mary in 1990, 33 years ago, and Cody says that it was a fun celebration, their wedding, but there were so many people there that Cody hadn't seen in so long that he just wanted to stay at his wedding forever. He never wanted to leave. Of course, we know Cody wanted every drop of limelight he could possibly suck in. Cody says it was their wedding night and they should go home. But Cody wasn't too eager to go home. He wished he could stay at his wedding reception. He'd rather get attention himself than go be with his bride on their wedding night. Of course. Now, Cody explains three years later that he married Janelle and they had a very quiet little ceremony. Cody explains that Janelle came into their church leaving family behind, leaving society behind, leaving a lot of her friends behind in a way. And it was because she was Mormon, she was LDS, and she was becoming a fundamentalist Mormon, FLDS. And it really was a contradiction, even though her mom and Cody's mom and dad, they knew and they attended the wedding. Not many people came because Janelle's family was Mormon and most of them were very mad that she was becoming a fundamentalist Mormon. A year after Cody married Janelle, he married Christine and he and Christine had a very quiet, small wedding. And then after their wedding, they had a big dinner at a reception center. And Cody says... He was an absolute deer in headlights with his marriage to Christine. Cody says it was just too much pressure and it was way too fast. And Cody explains, to be fair to them both, he was glad they had all of their kids and all of their shared life experiences together. But Cody thinks they probably should have courted for much longer. Mary says that they used to like to say that they had three wives and a dog before they had any kid in the family. Because usually a man married one wife and had kids with her, and then they would marry the second wife and have kids with her. But Mary says their family came together in a very unique way for a plural family. Of course, the OG three wives got together before the family had any of the kids at all. Robin adds that they were able to establish this one family concept, and it was something she wanted to really be a part of. She wanted to be a part of it. And Robin says it was a big deal to her. Uh, we know all about how Robin is just all about the family. Now, they play the clip of Cody announcing that he was going to ask Robin to join the family. Christine expresses hesitation at rocking the boat. Janelle says she always felt that somebody else was coming. She could feel it in her bones. Janelle says the kids were excited for Robin and her kids to come into the family and they loved them and they were happy when their dad wanted to marry Robin. Mary comments that none of the kids in the family had ever experienced another mom coming into the family. So it was a new idea for the kids to have a new mom coming in. It was also a new idea for the wives to suddenly have this new wife coming in. 
in the clip, Robin gushes that Cody is her soulmate and she loves him. And Robin recounts that she has a list of things that she wrote two years ago that she wanted in a husband. And Cody is him. Cody is that man God sent to her. And Mary wonders if she even has to watch this. You can tell it hurts her watching this back. Now, Cody says that was a special time in his life and he was finally feeling loved. Cody didn't want love. Cody wanted his ego fed. There's a difference. Christine says that it was difficult being a plural wife when she knew there was a soulmate situation happening because before that, before Robin, when Cody was just married to the OG3, to Christine, to Janelle, to Mary, Christine felt like they were all equal. But once Cody met Robin, Christine knew he and Robin had something different. I personally have always felt like when Robin came into the family, that's when Cody was unwilling to invest equally or treat everyone the same. All of Cody's wives didn't matter to him equally once Robin came into the picture. At that point, fair and equal was out the door and he gravitated towards Robin and he prioritized her. And of course, the wives sensed that, they felt that, they saw that, they experienced that. That couldn't have been easy for them. Nell explains that when you take another wife into a family, there are always adjustments, there are always growing pains. But... The plural husband has to learn to expand his capacity and not diminish his other wives. Janelle says it's all the emotions of everything, trying to figure out if you are still valuable as a wife to your husband. Right, because Robin came in and Cody acted like Robin was more important to him and mattered more than everyone else in the family. He shut down his capacity to invest equally in everyone. He neglected his other wives, gave them less than what was fair and equal, less than what they were getting. He gravitated towards his soulmate. He gave his soulmate all of his investment and all of his attention, while also gushing that this woman is more special than all of you. He's my soulmate. I love her. I prefer to be with her. I'm sure at some points when Cody showed up, the wives felt it was like Cody was turning in his homework. How did that feel for them, being married to this man who treated these women like they were burdens, as if they were the obstacles to his goals in life? Really, that could not have been easy in this plural situation. It's clear that with Cody's favoritism, with his inability to be a fair and equal plural husband to all of his wives, or to be a fair and equal father with all of his kids, it's very clear that Cody prioritizing Robin, the favoritism he showed Robin, communicated to his other three wives the message, you're not good enough, you're not valuable to me as a wife, you don't matter to me as much. And I can't imagine how that felt. As the plural husband, not only did Cody not do his best to do things fairly and equally and try his best not to show an obvious favorite or pick an obvious favorite and show favoritism, Cody was also very stingy with his love. He understood the power dynamics and the emotional dynamics of this polygamous situation and he would use it against his wives and show more favor or less favor or more investment or less investment based on how convenient you were for him, based on what you did to earn his love, based on how pleasing you were, based on if you did things the way that he liked, based if you were able to put yourself in a box and become the version of yourself that Cody wanted while he was around. And that is something that I don't know how the women coped with because I definitely wouldn't have been doing it. I wouldn't have been able to. Mary explains that they can be okay with another wife in the family and also feel jealousy about it at the same time. And Cody explains that he and Robin were love-struck with each other. He says it was a special place, but everybody else in the family was complaining about it. And everybody else didn't like it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does Cody not understand that when he signed up to marry these women, part of the plural marriage deal and agreement is that you don't pick a favorite and that you don't gush that one wife is the soulmate. Oh, I'm so in love. She's my soulmate. When you treat the other wives like they're your math homework to turn in your burden, your obligations. How does he think that his wives felt when they signed up to be in this plural family, to share Cody as a husband, Cody promised them fair and equal. I'm going to invest in you equally. I'm going to be equally committed to all of you. I'm going to do the hard work. I'm going to make the effort. I can take on this responsibility. I can do this. I am intelligent enough to do this. I'm emotionally aware enough to do this. I can communicate well enough to do this. I can be attuned to each of these women and meet their needs and meet their wants. And I can do this. He signed up and then he didn't give these women what they signed up for and what he promised them. As a plural husband, there's no way in hell you can pick a favorite wife and have it work. You can't gush, oh, this one is my soulmate. Of course, everybody else didn't like it. It wasn't a healthy thing to do in that situation to shove that love with Robin down everybody's throats. Now, Cody looks back at the clip of Robin when they were courting and he thinks, wow, she's so beautiful. She is so about this family. Robin says, when she was courting Cody, it was really, really special, but it was also a challenge as well. Robin says, she was waiting for everybody to adjust and to fully embrace and accept her. She was waiting for everybody to roll out the red carpet and kiss that ass, pucker up. That wasn't happening. She expected way more. She felt entitled to more. Now, Christine says she believed in plural marriage. She believed that Robin was perfect for their family. Christine says Cody didn't date Robin until they all agreed and it was the right time and they were all on board with it. Now, Mary says she doesn't know what to think or feel when Cody sits there saying he loves all of his wives, but he is very in love with Robin. Mary wonders, was Cody lying then or is he lying now? Because he says in the past couple of years, he has basically came out and said he never loved Christine. He has told Mary he was trying to affirm that he loved her and he was trying to do his duty, but it was so hard. Cody says he was choosing to love his wives and he was constantly reaffirming it verbally. Cody says it was like love vomit. He was constantly saying, hey, I'm in love. Hey, I'm in love. But Cody says It wasn't like what it was with Robin. Mary thinks that Cody did love each of them. Mary personally feels that Cody is just trying to make it fit his narrative to justify where he is now and how he feels now. And Janelle says the guy she sees in these early clips is who Cody was. Janelle says she didn't feel like she wasn't loved. And Christine says she wouldn't have married Cody if she didn't think that he loved her. She thought he loved her and that he was in love with her at the beginning of their marriage. And even while Cody was courting Robin, Christine still felt like Cody loved her at that point. Robin says she has seen men in plural marriage have a tendency to gravitate to one or two specific wives. And Robin always thought that it was destructive. Right. Does she not think it's destructive that she was Cody's favorite wife? Robin says if she would have seen Cody show favoritism or not be fair, she would have really probably backed away from it really fast. Right. But she has no problem with how her favoritism contributed largely to destroying this family. 
really. But as long as Robin was on the receiving end of Cody's favoritism, she accepted knowing that all of the investment she and her kids received from Cody was at the expense of equity and fairness for the rest of the wives and all the other kids, everyone else in the family. Everyone else in the family was neglected for her and her kids to receive that level of investment from Cody. And Robin didn't mind as long as she got everything she needed and she wanted about anyone else's feelings in the family or how it affected them, did she? Her favoritism didn't matter. How her favoritism affected everyone else in the family didn't matter. But now she wants to say, oh, it's so destructive when a husband does that. And if she saw Cody do that, she would back away. Yet she was the favorite wife. The next clip is of Robin and her wedding planning, including her sister wives in every step. And of course, Cody the buffoon revealing that he picked the dress. Christine says it was really above and beyond when Robin included all of her sister wives with all of her wedding planning. And Robin says it was fun. Her mom spoke to Robin about her experience in plural marriage and how she felt left out. So Robin didn't want that to be the case for her sister wives. So she made an effort to really include them in all of her wedding planning. Janelle says existing family is not usually involved in the wedding. They're just usually guests at the wedding. But Janelle felt that was horrible because you are marrying the whole family and not just the man. So Janelle was very happy. They were all included in Robin's wedding. Mary remembers when Janelle married Cody. And she says they bought matching dresses. Mary appreciated being included with Janelle's wedding. But Christine's wedding was different. And Mary says she felt like a guest there. Christine explains her wedding. It was a small thing. It was a small dinner. And she never even thought to include her sister wives in the plans. Cody reveals that he picked the dress for Robin. But Robin insists, no, Cody didn't pick the dress. Cody explains that it's important for him to be involved. And Christine gets pissed because Cody didn't care what she wore at her wedding. He didn't even care at all about the wedding. So Christine is upset during this clip. She gets up and Mary says she gets that it's a slap in the face. And Janelle says she wasn't emotionally involved with the dresses that they picked with Robin. But she says it was weird that Cody picked the dress. And Janelle says it was this shared experience that all of the women did together, but then Cody revealed it wasn't really for real. He's the one who picked the dress, and that really took Janelle aback. Robin tells her sister wives that she asked Cody not to share that he picked the dress. And Cody says that was a hard scene to watch back. He doesn't think he has forgiven it. We learn that Mary made her wedding dress. Janelle didn't even wear a wedding dress. And Christine threw her wedding together. And she lived very far away from Cody and his family. Cody says his involvement with Robin's wedding dress incited jealousy in Christine. That was irrational. It's not irrational for Christine to be upset that Cody picked Robin's wedding dress because she realizes that Cody is way, way, way more invested in Robin to the point where he cares what dress she wears. He cares about the wedding when he really didn't give a fuck about hers. And Christine sees that. Imagine how many times Cody invalidated these women over the years when they communicated their emotions to him as their husband. And imagine how many times Cody just told them that they were being irrational, that they were overreacting that they had crazy emotions, they were being overly emotional, rather than Cody sitting down and validating these women and understanding them and what they were going through. Imagine how hopeless and lonely these women felt in their marriages to a man like that. Cody made these women feel like there was something wrong with them, like they weren't good enough. When his favoritism or his unfair treatment of them made them upset, it was their problem. It was never his problem and he never sat down to try and validate and understand. He made these women believe they were crazy. They were irrational. They were the problem. He was faultless. He broke them down and he manipulated them. He was emotionally abusive to them. He manipulated them in cruel ways so that they would feel insecure about themselves. They would feel insecure with him in their marriages 
and they would be desperate to want to earn his favor and grace and investment and attention. And to do that, what did they have to do? They had to be convenient. They had to have very few emotions. They had to be easy for Cody. And that's abusive. It's emotional abuse. It's manipulation. And it's very cruel and it's very toxic. But Cody used the plural dynamic and all the complexities of that to his advantage and to serve his ego, in my opinion, and to feed that ego. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, Christine says the day she found out Cody picked Robin's wedding dress, that was the day when she realized Cody was way more in love with Robin than he was with her when they got married. And that was a hard day for Christine. Robin insists that she and Cody didn't do anything wrong. And Robin says Cody didn't pick the dress. He gave his input and he told her what he liked. And she ultimately made the decision with Cody's input. Now, Cody says he knew what he wanted Robin to wear from the very beginning. That seems very creepy and that seems very controlling to me. And most alpha males, since Cody is a self-proclaimed alpha male, wouldn't give a fuck what dress their wife was wearing. They don't give a fuck about what style it is or what fashion it is or if it has a little lace here or a little flower applique there or a little bit of freaking sparkles on the left side over here. They don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. So it's very weird to me that Cody was that controlling and he gave that much input that he knew from the beginning what he wanted Robin to wear. What the fuck is that? It seems very controlling. It doesn't seem cute to me. Now, Cody says why his wives were out picking the dress without him, he doesn't know because Cody says he wanted to be involved in it. Cody says Christine was upset that he didn't want to be involved with her dress Cody says the problem is he didn't really want to even be married to Christine. That was the problem. Yeah, but he had no problem marrying her for her church clout. He may have known it was wrong before they got married. Asked to delay the wedding before they got married. He went to the wedding looking morose with a thousand yard stare as if he were attending a funeral. It wasn't a great day for Cody. And he threw Christine in the back of the car and took her on a impromptu road trip to the middle of the sticks someplace in Wyoming to the ranch when he forgot to plan a honeymoon. He knew on his wedding day it was a mistake. He knew before his wedding day that it was a mistake to marry Christine. He married her anyway because he liked the supply she gave. She was head over heels in love with him and also his ego loved that and he knew he would get church clout. So selfishly he knew he wasn't attracted to her. He supposedly knew he didn't love her but he married her anyway because of what he was getting out of the situation. Al explains that the whole wedding dress thing, it was a dick move on Cody's part. It really was. And Janelle thinks maybe that was the beginning of some shows of favoritism. Yes, definitely that was a dick move. Definitely favoritism. Ding, ding, ding. Red flag. Christine explains that Cody was already a married man. And picking a dress with a woman, it's an intimate moment picking the dress with somebody you aren't married to. And it's doing something so special with someone that you aren't married to yet who is married to other women. And they, in their polygamous situation, in their plural marriages, they have their own like courting etiquette and their own standards. Like for example, the three other OG three wives of Cody, the now ex-wives, the original three, they did not kiss Cody until the altar when they got married. However, with Robin, she kissed Cody way, 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 way before they got married and probably much more. So Robin got even different etiquette and courting standards and they have very different courting standards because 
the man is already married. So they try to do everything in a very delicate way to not hurt the women he is already married to. Technically, he's already a married man, so you don't go off. There are certain standards that you go by. But Robin got to break a lot of those courting standards. She got different standards than all the other women, so that's interesting. Mary explains that she felt similar to what Janelle expressed, and she felt like, well, why did they even go do this dress shopping experience with Robin if she was just going to turn around and do it with Cody anyway, and they were going to have their thing together? Mary wondered why Robin made them go. You want to know why Robin made them go? To manipulate the fuck out of these women and to try and build rapport with her sister wives. She was placing them in a place of importance saying, come, you're going to be like my sisters. You're going to be like my best friends. You're going to be like my dearest friends and family. And you're going to come with me. And God damn it, we're going to pick out this wedding dress. That's how important you guys are to me. You're going to help me with everything with my wedding. You're going to help me pick out my wedding dress. I'm going to ingratiate you to me. Robin probably knew the whole time that Cody was picking the dress, but she knew this was a way to ingratiate the women to her to get an in with them, to build rapport, and to manipulate the fuck out of them. And that's why she did it. Christine says Robin really only wanted Cody's opinion. And it was a very hard way to start a plural family to learn that Cody picked that dress. Robin says her sister wives were taking it like she wasn't real or like she wasn't invested in their time together when they went dress shopping. Right, it was just a manipulation tool. Robin says it's just not true. Cody says what happened wasn't fair to the other wives, but it also wasn't fair to Robin either. Cody says he has this struggle to this day. He feels like he and Robin gave them the whole family this special day, their wedding day. And Cody says all the water that's gone under the bridge since he and Robin got married has been sort of this accusation that Robin is his favorite. And Cody says it didn't change the work he was doing in his other marriages. It didn't change the time he spent with his family. When you have a favorite, you grant her more favor. She matters more to you. You actually have the feeling that you want to be there at the favorite's house. Whereas when you're with the other women, it feels like more like a burden, like a responsibility you don't want to have to shoulder. Like you're turning in this math homework you really don't want to fucking do. So you felt like the women were your chore while you're showing up at the favorite wife's house wanting to be there. You're spending most of your time there. When you're actually with the favorite wife, you're invested with her. You're invested with her kids. You're attuned to her. You're connected. You're communicating. When you go to the other wife's house, it's such a burden. You're stressed. You're tense. You don't really want to be there from the bottom of your heart. You're not fully invested. You're not fully attuned and communicating. It is like turning in your math homework. You don't want to be there. You're phoning it in. You're not fully invested. You're just barely dipping your toe in the water. So it does make a difference to the quality of the time that you're spending with the rest of your family or in those other houses. Yes, it does. Cody explains that he had a lot of joy in his union with Robin, but there is so much criticism about it that it was the best time of his whole life. And yet, because of all the criticism, it still has pain. Really? Cody wants to talk about how his perfect moments, the best time of his life in this whirlwind thing with Robin gets to get ruined, but there's all this pain. It doesn't just get to be perfect and pure because there's all this pain from all this criticism. Oh, 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 it's so unfair. Listen, maybe Cody should think of the pain his favoritism towards Robin caused his other ex-wives and his other kids whom he neglected as a father and a husband to cater to Robin and her kids. Cody is always focused on his pain and on Robin's pain, but does he ever really think of the hurt he caused his ex-wives or his kids? When does Cody actually get around to discussing that? Because all we hear out of Cody's mouth is about his pain and about Robin's pain. We have seen Cody's kids cry. We have seen them heartbroken, devastated, sobbing, sobbing about their father's callousness when he misses their major surgery or when he just completely forgets their birthdays and their ages. But Cody is sad. He wants to complain here because the best time of his life, 
his courtship with Robin and his whirlwind romance and his wedding, that is marred by the pain. The memories are now less than perfect for him because of the criticism that he and Robin received. He isn't sad his wives were sad or that they were suffering or that they were emotionally affected or that his kids struggled. He is sad because, oh, now his happiest memories of this whirlwind romance with his soulmate are dimmed a little bit because his wives had all of those pesky, inconvenient emotions and that jealousy that they struggled with, the insecurity they struggled with, the favoritism that he gave to Robin that they struggled with, their neglect because of that favoritism that they struggled with, and all of the criticism Cody got because of that, because of those emotions that his wives felt because of his neglect, that now Cody is sad because those memories don't get to be perfect. Listen, Cody is a selfish dick. Next, there is the clip of Cody discussing the move to Vegas. And Janelle explains the investigation. And she says, the status quo was that they knew they were there and they didn't do anything. They weren't going to do anything legally towards the Browns. But if the Browns stood up for themselves, then they would come down on them with a hammer. Listen, this investigation thing was a formality. The policy always was that they're not going to separate the families. No one's going to get arrested just for polygamy or bigamy charges alone. They're only going to get those charges if they have concurrent charges, concurrent crimes that are also occurring. So they do their investigation. They see if there's any abuse, fraud, this, that going on. If none of those other things are going on and you're a healthy family and no one's doing anything illegal or abusive or anything like that and you're just living polygamously or in bigamy, whatever you want to call it, you will not get charged for it. That was the policy back then and they never did get charged and everybody knew that was the policy back then. So Christine talks about how her grandfather's family was separated long ago. Now, before leaving Utah, the family does a huge circle prayer, and Christine says that circle prayer was their best asset. Religion was super important to them. It wasn't just their belief in plural marriage. It was their belief in the whole thing, and that was integral to the whole family. Christine says they really felt like they were doing what God wanted them to do. And Mary sighs. Mary says they quit huddling a long time ago. They quit working together. They quit praying together. And Janelle says they prayed every night as a family in the beginning. Christine didn't think her relationship with Cody would ever be bad, but then she got really jealous. Christine says when Cody and Robin first got married, of course Cody was going to be at her house more. She is the new thing. She's the new wife. So of course Cody was going to spend more time there. Christine says that started the rotation that never changed where Cody spent most of his time at Robin's house. Robin says she really wanted the relationships with each of her sister wives, with each one of them. And she says she has realized lately that maybe by the time she had come into the family, the sister wives had gone through so much together that they weren't as open to that as she was because they had gone through their own pain with each other. Robin says maybe that's it. Maybe it's not that, Robin. Maybe it's you. Maybe the other sister wives just felt they could not trust Robin and they saw her manipulations and her lies and her selfishness and how she uses her emotions to manipulate people and they wanted nothing to do with her because they didn't like her. Maybe that's just it. Robin wants to blame the sister wives and say the sister wives Maybe they were already traumatized by their own past issues and so they weren't open to her, but that's not the case. The women didn't like Robin because Cody prioritized her and he broke his agreement and the promise he made to these women to value them all equally and treat them all fairly when she came into the family and then he started spending all of his time investing everything with the favorite wife. They didn't like Robin because she was more than willing to accept the lion's share of Cody's time and investment, knowing full well that meant that he was neglecting all of her sister wives and their kids. Danelle explains that before they all went to bed, when they all lived in Utah in the one big house, Cody was very regimented about 
prayer. It was very important that they prayed as a family before bed. Robin says this was a common practice with their family. And Robin says she always just felt so much destiny and she always felt so much belonging. Yeah, she felt so much belonging, but nobody accepted her and she's sick and she's tired of it and everybody rejects her and they're mean girls and they're bullies. But she felt so much destiny and so much belonging. Which one is it? Robin and Cody are a book of walking contradictions. Cody explains that the kids struggled a lot with the move and he hoped that they would enjoy a better life in Vegas and eventually they did. Robin got pregnant and Robin was worried when she got pregnant with Saul about how people would react in the family, particularly the kids. And Robin was sad when she made the announcement about Saul that a couple of the teenagers didn't react to the news. They weren't very happy about it. They were kind of sad. They didn't even look at Robin. They didn't look happy and it stung for Robin and she wasn't sure at the time what to think about it. Janelle explains that the teenagers in a big family, they already usually feel like their parents already are spread too thin. They have enough kids already. And Robin says there were so many unhappy voices. There were so many people who struggled to accept Solomon even after he was born. Robin says she has done a lot to forgive reactions. Yes, all the kids in the family, they're just bullies. Just because there were almost 20 or so of them and they felt their resources were already spread too thin and their father was probably already spread too thin and they probably barely saw him at all and they probably had trepidation about more siblings and more mouths to feed, especially coming from the favorite wife. Robin is not a victim here. Robin decided to join a very complicated dynamic and she has to understand not everyone is going to be as happy as her about her happy moments. And yes, a baby is very, what a blessing, what happy, joyous news. However, in a situation like that where there isn't enough financially and they just moved to a new place and they know that their dad has a favorite wife and they know that he caters more already to this woman's kids to their neglect, of course, they're going to be maybe not so excited and gung-ho about, oh, wow, we're going to have a new mouth to feed. We're going to have a new kid in the family for our father to focus on instead of us. So yeah, they probably had mixed feelings. Robin acts as if she's owed an apology, as if she's a victim, just because people don't all feel exactly the way she wants them to. She wants to control everyone's emotions too. Robin was just pissed that everyone wasn't making her the center of attention, which is what she wanted. When she got pregnant, she expected to be the center of attention and she expected to be doted on. And she was pissed that not everyone was as excited as she was because they understood the strain of adding more little ones to the family. Now, just because it's happy for Robin and it's joyous, it doesn't mean all the kids and the other moms aren't going to realistically feel frustrated especially when they already aren't getting what they deserve from Cody, the plural husband and father. A baby means Cody being spread even thinner. Cody says there were some weird attitudes when Robin was pregnant with Saul. If you were a teenager stuck in a plural family with a father like that, who just marries a new wife and has a TV show and they just moved to a different state that almost feels like a different country, compared to Utah. Vegas to Utah is a, probably a culture shock. And then they're teenagers and they're stuck in this plural family and they're being filmed. And the dad marries a new wife who's already a favorite. And you can tell that your mom might be unhappy and your dad's not coming around as much. He's always at this a new lady's house. And now she's pregnant. Oh great, another mouth to feed. And dad already doesn't give us enough attention. He's going to give us even less attention. And now there's this shiny new baby with the shiny new wife. Like, yeah, I'm sure they had mixed feelings and they were in a completely different state. Their whole life was getting turned upside down. And Robin is sad because not everyone was as happy as she wanted them to be about her pregnancy. There's another clip with Mary revealing that Robin is pregnant again and she wants to announce it to the family and she wants Mary to help her. So Robin prepared for another experience that she had when Saul was announced, she prepared to be disappointed by everyone's reaction to it. And Robin says she knows that every time Mary would find out about one of the other wives being pregnant, it was a challenge for Mary. And she wanted Mary to feel involved so it wouldn't be 
so hard for Mary. Yeah, Robin is the picture of sensitivity. Do you guys remember how sensitive Robin was to Mary when Robin wanted to announce Saul's birth and they had just moved to Vegas, they were still settling in, and Mary was having a family dinner at her home and Robin hijacked that family dinner. Robin was so insensitive to Mary. Knowing Mary had difficulty conceiving, knowing that Mary only had one child, and knowing that Mary and Mary's child would need time to process that, she came over shortly before the dinner, maybe an hour before, if not less, and she told Mary the news, and she told Mary that she wanted to announce it then at the dinner, and she asked if that night, in mere minutes, she could make the announcement to the family. Cody and Mary didn't even have time to talk to Leo first. And Leo was blindsided by it and hurt and upset because they themselves wished they had their own bio sibling just like everyone else in the family and they knew their mom struggled with her infertility. So Mary didn't even get a chance to process her emotions over time and she didn't even get a chance to speak to Leo first to prepare Leo or process it. The show just went on and Robin hijacked the whole dinner. Yet Robin claims she was so sensitive with Mary and she liked to be extra sensitive about her pregnancies. Now, Cody says the first two years in Vegas were hard on the family. But he says the attitude shifted once they moved to the cul-de-sac and there in the cul-de-sac, they had a better experience. There is a clip of Cody and Mary in Mexico for their anniversary and Cody said, he didn't know he loved Mary for her adventure level in this clip. And Mary says, looking back at things Cody was saying about her, Cody should remember that he did say that he loved her. Janelle and Cody are on a hike in this clip, and she mentions that she can see a long future with Cody, doing things like this, hiking. And Janelle tells Cody during this clip that she is more in love with him now than she ever was in the beginning. And Cody agrees. In the clip, he says he is more in love with Janelle now. And Janelle says she sees their relationship continuing. She sees them continuing to be involved with each other until they die. Janelle explains that she and Cody were always really good friends. They had a lot of discussions. They had a lot of companionship. And Janelle says the longer you're together, the more you love each other. And it's in a different way. She says it grows, it changes, and it's a very much deeper love than when you first marry someone. Janelle didn't perceive that ever changing because she and Cody's strongest foundation was that they were really and truly very good friends. They play a clip of Christine and Cody going on a date. They went paintballing and on a helicopter ride. And Cody says his relationship with Christine in the past has been well established on the lightness of life and the pleasure of being alive and being together. So they have had a couple of years of struggle and here they found that good place on this date with the paintball and the helicopter ride. Cody says on this date they were acknowledging the struggle they were having and they had one good day this date. So they felt for this one good day, wow, now it's better. And Cody says, when you're together, even if it's not good, you do your best. You're optimistic and you try to work things out in the relationship. Christine says some downs were really low and some highs were really high. And that date night was a high. It was great. Christine jokes that they were probably getting along for a couple of weeks, a longer stretch at that point. Christine says, watching that clip back, it seemed like Cody loved her there and she says she just remembers him loving her so she was super shocked when cody said he didn't anymore mary wonders so what was real because cody is now saying these things like no he was just performing it it wasn't really how he felt he didn't really love anyone he didn't really love mary mary thinks really is cody really that good of an actor because she doesn't think those moments and those scenes were fake or that Cody was lying. Cody says he remembers how he felt here in those scenes 
and yet he was still being optimistic about their lives. Cody says it was a struggle, and next year, if the family were still together, next year it would be the exact same struggle. Next, they play the IVF clip where Cody wants an answer from Mary at dinner in Mexico. Mary wants a baby, but she doesn't want to deal with everything leading up to maybe the possibility that she just might be able to have a baby. And Cody says, it's the things that you don't do that you regret more than the mistakes you make. And he felt when they were 60 years old or when they are dying at 100, they will look back and they will be glad that they did the IVF. They then flash back to the scene where Mary decides she actually does want to try IVF and Cody shuts her down. Mary tells Cody he asked her yes or no on IVF and now she is asking him yes or no. Does he want another baby with her or not? And Cody tells Mary he would do it if nature just did it, if God did it, if it just happened, then it would be wonderful. But Cody says because of the stakes, he isn't burning in his gut to do it. So he says no. Mary says she and Cody were in a slightly tumultuous time in their marriage and Mary remembers that she was planning on telling Cody that day that she was ready, she wanted to move forward with IVF. Mary says it took she and Cody five years to have Leon and after that she did a lot of medical and naturopathic stuff to try and figure out how to have another baby because she really wanted more than just one child. Cody says, From the time they were in Mexico to a year later when they were in Vegas discussing this idea, he was gung-ho about it. He was gung-ho about it a year earlier. But during that year, Cody came to the realization that his marriage with Mary was not really healthy. Mary says if she had moved forward 10 or 11 years ago to have another baby, she doesn't know what her life would even look like right now. Mary sees how Cody is with different ones of his children and Mary doesn't know where a 10 or 15 year old of hers would fall in that knowing how Cody feels about her. Mary doesn't know. I believe if Mary had that child, the child would probably be treated by Cody the same way as Cody treats all of his other children, especially Janelle's sons. Cody only seems to be able to prioritize Robin's kids and it looks like once the kids are past the age where your father is just the faultless hero and can do no wrong once the kids get older when they're less convenient when they take more effort when they talk back or they become more critical if it doesn't just get to be an easy experience and Cody doesn't get to just be the perfect faultless hero in his child's eyes if he isn't getting his supply conveniently and easily then Cody will just detach from that child And I think if Mary had that child with Cody, Cody would have treated her child the same way as he treats his sons. I really do. And I don't think it would be a happy, great situation for the child. I think Mary would be a great mom. I'm not saying she wouldn't be a great mom. I'm just saying I don't know how much Cody would be there as a father for his child. Now, Cody says in retrospect that he is glad they didn't have any more children. And he says... It wouldn't have been good for the child because he and Mary weren't healthy then. In the next clip, Robin explains that she has been in the family for two years and things have been rocky between she and Christine. Robin says maybe it's because Christine has perceived her as coming in and throwing off her marriage with Cody. Christine tells Robin she was the most secure person she knew. She didn't think she would be jealous. Christine remembers so many times in Vegas where she knew that Robin and Cody had something special and she and Cody didn't and she knew that Cody was getting closer to Robin's kids and farther away from hers. Robin explains in the flashback that she has had a hard time with her sister wives struggling with her because they all accepted her and Robin says if they hadn't wanted her in the family all they had to do was tell Cody no and he would have dropped it if they objected. Christine tells Robin in this clip that she was frustrated at Cody. It wasn't about Robin herself, and Robin thought Christine just didn't like her. 
Christine says once they started going to therapy and talking about where Cody was, they all knew Cody was at Robin's house. And Robin would say during these sessions, adamantly she would say, that she had no idea where Cody was and that even her kids were also complaining about where Cody was all the time too. Christine says she wanted to let Robin in and she wanted to be close to Robin, but she couldn't be because she didn't know if Robin really wanted the big family or if she just wanted to be married to Cody. Listen, if Robin really wanted the big family, when all the wives expressed in therapy, listen, our kids are complaining because Cody is never around, she wouldn't say, oh, my kids do it too. Knowing that Cody is always at her house, she would say, you know what, you're right. Everyone is feeling like they're not getting fair and equal time. What can we do to make this better? I'm willing to have less time so that all the kids feel like they're seeing Cody, so that Cody isn't absent from your home. What can I sacrifice so we can all get fair and equal? What can I do if we're all feeling that way? Instead, Robin tried to gaslight and bullshit and say, oh, I'm experiencing the same thing, knowing that Cody's at her house. Oh, my kids complain too. Fuck off. She lied. The wives didn't trust that she had their best interests at heart, and they saw she was a taker. They saw how selfish she was. They saw how needy she was, and they saw she was willing to accept all the favoritism and the special treatment knowing that they were all being neglected, knowing that their kids were being neglected, and she didn't even give a fuck as long as she and her kids got everything they wanted and needed, right? So she didn't put her sister wives and their kids' best interests ever ahead of her. It was always about Robin's interests to Robin. I think Christine was right in doubting if Robin really wanted the big family or if she just wanted to be married to Cody. I think Robin just wanted to be married to Cody, I don't think she minded much living off of the backs of her sister wives, and she certainly didn't mind having her debts paid off when she joined this family or being on a TV show, and she knew Cody was a man dumb enough to easily let himself be manipulated, and she also knew she could get what she needed for herself and for her kids. She could get a father figure, she could get financial security, and she did. Robin prioritized Cody from day One, she never prioritized a larger family. She prioritized herself and her kids and Cody from day one. Christine said it. She said in season one, sometime the woman comes in and she just wants the man and not the family. And even in Becoming Sister Wives, Robin talks about the importance of her romance and her marriage and her husband was her priority. Robin writes in Becoming Sister Wives, I didn't want to go to my wedding day and wedding bed with someone who was a relative stranger. In addition to God's testimony, I wanted a romantic love. Some of my sister wives were more interested in the sisterhood than in the husband. But perhaps since I'd been married before, I knew that I needed a man whom I loved, trusted, cherished, and adored. I also knew that asking for and receiving all these things is hard. Robin's interest from day one wasn't the family. It was romantic love and her husband and her marriage. And she prioritized her husband and her relationship ahead of everything else and ahead of the plural family. In my opinion, Robin's priority has always been the man and not the family. Nothing Robin has done in her behavior or her actions has shown that she prioritizes the larger family over herself or her own selfish needs. Robin clearly wanted the man, and provided she got everything she needed and wanted, and all of her wants and needs were met, and all of her kids' wants and needs are met, even if it meant the neglect of all the other wives and kids in this large plural family, Robin didn't care. She didn't give a fuck, because she selfishly had what she wanted and what she needed for herself and her kids. If Robin were really all about the family, her actions would display that, and back up the hot air coming out of her mouth, the empty words. Now, Christine showed she prioritized the larger family. She is the heart of the Brown family. She's the nucleus of the Brown family, even after she left Cody. Christine sacrificed a lot. She was the nurturer. She was the caregiver of the family. She sacrificed her own happiness, her own wants and needs, to prioritize the children and the larger family. Janelle made a sacrifice for the larger family. Janelle showed She prioritized the larger family by going out and working as a primary breadwinner, sacrificing her paycheck to support the whole larger family financially. 
What has Robin done to sacrifice for the larger family? What has Robin done for the family of value? What has she sacrificed? All we have seen since she arrived on scene is the disintegration of the fabric that once held strong. And once Robin came into the family and Cody decided he was going to have a prioritized favorite wife, Cody stopped being capable or willing to do things fairly and equally as a plural husband in every household. Once Robin came into the picture, Cody decided he no longer was going to give these women what he promised them and do things fairly and equally as a plural husband and father for all of his wives and for all of his children. Cody says jealousy is a vice. It's not an emotion that gets respect. So basically, if any of his wives felt any type of jealousy or insecurity, it's because they're evil and it's because they're weak and he's not even going to validate that. Robin says she knows what she wanted, she knows what she did, and she knows what she didn't do. And she can go to God and say, I have a clear conscience. She says she can. Of course Robin thinks that in her mind. She feels entitled to that. She sees herself as a victim in all this. And it's really delusional that she can't even take accountability with her God. She would even lie to her God and try to deceive. Next, we see a clip of the catfish thing. And Mary's explaining that she was making friends on social media and she thought she was talking to a man online, but it wasn't a man. It was a woman pretending to be a man, as if we don't already know. Now, Cody says in the clip that his biggest struggle in this entire thing is that while he was sitting here, he felt like he had been kicked to the curb while Mary made friends and then enemies with these bad people. All of that became so much more important than anything between them. Mary says she was angry at Cody for not being there. She was angry at Cody for not being there for her. She was angry at him. But she was so angry also at the catfish and the situation she found herself in. Now, Cody says the experience of Mary's catfish makes him extremely angry because Mary is in full denial of what happened. Mary says everybody thought that she was leaving the family and having an affair on Cody and she wasn't. She totally was. She was sending this person banana pics simulating a blowjob and all kinds of different dirty pictures. And this is the thing. Cody did abandon Mary as a husband first. All of those years ago, in my opinion, he broke his covenant when he stopped being a husband to her and he abandoned her as a husband and he wasn't attuned to her. He wasn't communicating with her. He wasn't being intimate with her for over a decade. He wasn't attuned to her needs. Mary was very lonely. She probably felt very hopeless. And I believe she had every right to look for love. But you also have to be a special kind of stupid and you have to be very naive and not very street smart to put yourself in a situation where you're making friends on social media as a public figure trusting internet strangers to make friends and look for love when there are psychos out there who could have been way worse than this catfish who could have easily done harm if they were batshit enough, especially considering they're all public figures and the whole world knew where they lived. A gate isn't going to stop a madman. Regardless of how lonely Mary was, she really was putting her family in danger with the way she went about finding love. I think she looked for love in a very stupid way. It wasn't safe, but I don't fault her for seeking love or for having an emotional affair. Just because she went about it foolishly, it doesn't mean that she didn't deserve to find love. I think she should have done things in a more secure way. She could have done background checks. And I know a background check doesn't mean the person isn't a bad egg. There are plenty of assholes and criminals who just haven't been caught yet. But before you go sexting and falling in love and tying up your emotions, do a fucking background check. Start somewhere at least. It's crazy that she just trusted whoever behind a keyboard. And she is lucky she really didn't put her family in more danger and that no one got in serious trouble. But even Mary deserves love even if she went about it the wrong way. And Cody did abandon her first. And I mean, she should and she could have just let the family know at least 
that she was pursuing love and she could have done it more responsibly. And she also should be honest with herself that had the catfish been real, if it was the real man and they did work out when they met each other, she would have been long gone. And she knows that and she should admit that. I don't fault Mary for having an emotional affair or even trying to find love because Cody abandoned her over a decade ago, but way, way, way before this. I get Mary wanting love, but the way she went about it was really very stupid. I also think it's very fucked up how Cody used the catfish situation to twist the knife every chance he got to hurt Mary and be cruel to her every chance he got because Mary's catfish situation hurt Cody's ego and he got joy out of hurting her on repeat and being cruel about it. And that also wasn't okay. If Cody hadn't abandoned Mary as a husband all those years ago, she probably wouldn't have ever been that lonely and desperate to put herself in such a stupid situation. Now, Robin says she was always asking Mary what was happening and she was trying to support Mary through what she thought was Mary no longer wanting to be a part of the family. How much was Robin helping and how much was Robin manipulating? Because we know that Robin's friend, that Kendra chick, was involved with this catfish stuff. So, and she was relaying stuff back to Robin and whispering in her ear. So I just think the whole situation's weird. And I think Robin probably knew a lot more about it than she was saying. And she takes joy out of other people's drama and she loves feeling like she's in control of stuff. So it probably made her feel powerful to know all this stuff. And she probably did use it to her advantage in some way. Mary says that she and Cody were not taking care of their relationship for many years prior to the catfish. All Mary wanted, all she wished for prior to the catfish was for Cody to be there. Mary even remembers crying at night, wishing, can he just be there? Can't he support her? Can't he be a support to her? And Mary says, no. What Cody would do, he would lay in bed with his back turned to her and he wouldn't even hold her hand. Cody explains that for good reason, Mary kicked him to the curb, but she was still in a marriage with him. She had an online affair and she now denies it because she was a victim of being a catfish. Mary says Cody has stood his ground with his opinion that she had an affair. And Mary says she will continue standing her ground that she knows what was in her heart and she didn't. Listen, again, if the catfish were a real man, she had every intention of leaving. I'm sick of hearing about the catfish thing. Next, they play the clip of the commitment celebration where they are inaugurating the family mission statement. And Cody explains in the clip that their covenant is for eternity. They aren't renewing any vows, but they are celebrating their family's commitment to grow together. Now, as Cody reads the Cody Brown family mission statement, Robin breaks down with not a tear on her face, and she has to stop watching back the clip. She is so overwhelmed. She has to get up and cry and make a scene and take a break. She really wants to sell us on how all about the family she is. She cries and she says, she can't, I can't watch this. How do you stop it? How do you, how do you stop it? I can't watch, I can't watch this. You know what? Robin needs a break. This woman doesn't need a break. You know what she needs? She needs a shrink. If Robin seriously can't control her emotions and keep her emotions in check to the point where she has to break down every two seconds and she has to get up and cry and apologize for crying. She needs professional help. All the other women who went through far worse with Cody were able to maintain their composure and control their emotions. The women who actually left Cody and had something to possibly be emotional about or sad about or angry about or frustrated about didn't cry or show any lack of control over their emotions or anything like that. The women are able to feel their feelings and get through doing this, and it's probably really very difficult for them. And we don't see them crying, making scenes like that. Why is it the other women can feel their feelings without being dramatic and making scenes or playing victim? Why is Robin the only one who can't sit there like a grown adult maintaining her composure? I understand needing a break once in a while, tearing up here or there. That's no problem. If it's genuine, it's no problem. If you feel that it's real. 
but this woman is just doing it for attention. And she has not one actual tear on her face. She just scrunches up her face and puts on a show, stomping out because she wants us to see her as this huge victim. She never was a victim. Now, maybe Robin feels guilt. Maybe she watches that ceremony knowing her favoritism, her enabling of Cody led the family here. And now she is stuck with Cody all to herself in monogamish hell. What was it Robin begged of Mary? Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Don't leave me here all alone. Don't leave me all alone with him. Don't leave me all alone with this. And now Robin is alone with this and I hope she's happy. That does it for this episode. Happy New Year's, everyone. Be safe, be happy, be peaceful. Have an amazing New Year's. Let's all have an amazing 2024. I'll be back soon with the next episode of Talk Back and the next episode of the Look Back special. And of course, with Christine and David's wedding. Thanks so much for listening. Happy New Year's. I'll see you soon. Bye.